Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a healthcare provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody, live from Chicago, welcome. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. All things sports medicine, fitness, wellness, brought to you by Lower Extremity Review, LER, and MVP Parent Magazine's Global Schoolwear, School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger. Quick shout out to Bruce Merrin, Celebrity Speakers Bureau. It's a pleasure to be part of that. He's celebrating his 46th year, I think, in the PR world. His first sports-related clients were Muhammad Ali and Jackie Robinson. Uh, hi, Bruce. we got a great doubleheader today. Demetra, she is the CEO of Synergistic 6, technology and corporate event management firm, their patient-first wellness platform. She returns, along with Dr. Mike Lenz. He's an internist, pediatrician, lifestyle medicine physician, author, and host of a book and podcast, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia. Uh, then the sports doctor's in, some Bob Guider wisdom, some emails. Demetra, welcome back to the sports doctor. Thank you, Dr. Wild, for having me back. You're a great host, and it's always a pleasure to be on your show. Great. Give us some background on you and Synergistic Six. Well, since we last spoke, Synergistic Six is continuing to help healthcare organizations and doctors practicing sports medicine open up multiple multiple channels of communication with athletes to help doctors provide attention to the pains and strains of an athlete um, while perfecting their sport. Because sports medicine doctors specialize in the prevention diagnosis, treatment of injuries associated with physical movement and activity, it's super important to have multiple channels of communication as movement and activity in athletes, as you know, doctor, um, is constant. So we've been helping doctors and healthcare organizations build trusted patient relationships through the voice of the athlete. With multiple communication channels, devices, and platforms, using unified communication messaging tools, techniques, and software. So it's called the Omni. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, the Omni-Channel Communications Approach. Yes, it's called the Omni-Channel Communications Approach to Healthcare. You know, Demetra, the uh, subject of communication, whether it's my passion with youth sports and youth sports safety, whether it's the best athletes in the world or whether it's people who are just trying to stay active, stay healthy. Uh, the idea of communication, uh, not that it's news to anybody, of course, it's exploded times 100 with the whole pandemic and telemedicine, all these tremendous challenges uh, that we've watched evolve uh, with the, the challenges of, of being able to pay attention. Uh, again, the communication with uh, parents, the ability to get access to the right specialist or the athlete or sports medicine-oriented individual 
um, you know, whether it's a physical therapist, whether it's an athletic trainer, whether it's an orthopedic surgeon, sports podiatry, uh, there's a whole array. Uh, by the way, they've all been on my radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't Over doubt the years, that. <laughs> sports psychology, you know how much attention we pay to what I call the mental game on the sports doctor. Uh, again, whether you're the best athlete in the world or their parents. So the idea of communication, I remember last time you were on, you were talking about Synergistic 6 and a lot of your excitement about, uh, like you said, fitness and technology, getting these, and wellness, and getting these uh, disciplines um, together. I'm excited that you're zooming in on uh, the sports medicine world because there's no doubt about it that the um, enhancement of communication between the athlete and or their family or coach and the sports medicine physician is a big, big deal. You know, and I've had numerous times on the show, like Dr. Chris Ahmad is the team doctor of the Yankees. Dr. Brian Cole is the team doctor, the both orthopedic surgeons of the Bulls and the White Sox, asking them, hey, how's it going with all that responsibility <laughs> with these superstars <laughs> and the multi-millions of dollars, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, uh, let alone the explosion of growth in youth sports and all the attention, whether it's concussions or overuse injuries. Uh, it's why I co-authored the book, Hashtag A Sports Parent, was because of the epidemic, all in capital letters, of youth sports overuse injuries, just too much stress, too much pressure, so uh, the, what are some of the specialties you're looking to include um, in this, this um, uh, so-called um, omni, omni-channel communication approach? Yeah, so the omni-channel communication approach are to make sure that channels of communication are intertwined and synergistic to help sports doctors prepare for patient on-site or telehealth visits as well as the overall case management of the athlete, especially with young adults. We know that young adults and kids, they may have pains and strains and they may not be able to communicate effectively and efficiently with the doctor. So giving that, that those athletes the ability to be able to communicate with voice, text, through their mobile, through telehealth, through email is so important. So this way the parent can take action and send the doctor the direct communication. So it's important that the communication is fast, fluid, and flexible, but yet the most important is that it's on a HIPAA-compliant and secure platform. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, everybody listening to The Sports Doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you could go back years. Uh, what topic do you like? International guests, national guests, local guests, all sorts of topics, sports medicine, fitness, and wellness. If you go over newspaper articles and magazines, you could read an array of articles on so many topics. The big, big, big deal we make out of concussions and concussion medicine, what's the best shoe, my hottest article still is Women in High Heels, Accepting the Challenge. Uh, and again, we have a lot of education, uh, uh, all sorts of information uh, on between Twitter, 
and LinkedIn, thousands and thousands of followers. I can't tell you how many guests I get from those platforms. At Doc, D-O-C Radio, is the excitement on uh, Twitter. Again, you know, you just mentioned, uh, Demetra, you know, the idea of uh, uh, HIPAA with all the different rules, the confidence of the um, uh, professionality and the exclusivity of, of these platforms where you would be able to be confident that you're complying with all the different rules and directions, uh, I guess it really is a big area, isn't it? It is. It, it truly is. So the omni-channel approach to healthcare really allows the doctors and the patients to get control of their body, their health, and the communication with their sports doctor in their own terms. So email, text, telehealth, chat, and on their mobile devices, all of this must be on a secure HIPAA platform. The difficulty is really how do you, for a doctor's, from a doctor's perspective and healthcare organizations, is how do they break through all the noise of what technology to use, what communication channels to use, what is best for the patient, and it's all about capturing the voice of the patient. A lot of times in business, you'll hear the voice of the customer. Now it's moving into the voice of the patient. So Synergistic you know, Six. Know? Go ahead. You know, it's, it's a great move. What's the best website people could find out about Synergistic Six and these programs? They can uh, Google Synergistic Six. So it's S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-S-T-I-C. And then spell out six, S-I-X. Or if they want to just go straight to the website, they can type in synergistic with the number six.com. We also have a 24-hour live support line. So for all of your listeners in the UK and around the globe, they can call us at any time they want at 773-913-5877. So Synergistic 6 is now a global firm, and we keep our call lines open 24-7 so that if customers want to, or doctor's offices, want to talk to us about putting some of those IoT devices on wheelchairs or on crutches, there's been a lot of hype in the industry about wheelchairs and, and crutches, being able to find them and oh, being yes. able to... Fall prevention. Yes. <laughs> it's a gigantic area. You know, it's interesting, The um, uh, whether I put together experts or, or numerous, numerous uh, of, of attention on, on the Sports Doctor radio show, experts in all fields, from sports psychology to physical training to the mental training to nutrition uh, to uh, the mental uh, performance side of things, uh, <clears throat> always had access. Uh, through the sports doctor, we use, what you're doing is you're mechanizing it. Hey, thanks, Demetra. <laughs> you know, uh, well, we're, because again, we're working the, as the hard concept, as we can. Yes, well, the concept is very, very big. My friends at iSport360, uh, which is a communications app for parents and coaches, my friends that are celebrating their 40th anniversary, the National Alliance of Youth Sports and their coaching of coaches and working with coaches. Uh, and the uh, upcoming documentary, he was one of my guests last week, uh, Where Our Children Play, The Challenge of Youth Sports, Chesapeake Films founder, Joel Franco, 
It's all about this topic of the challenge of the $20 billion a year youth sports industry, uh, let alone the crazy parents and the coaches. So uh, I always considered my role, and you could write this down, again, you're the quarterback. Do you need to talk to a nutritionist? Do you need to speak to my mental training experts? Do you need to talk to my uh, uh, the uh, uh, coaching and parenting relationship experts? This is what the sports doctors uh, always been about. And different entities like what you're talking about really able to modernize uh, something like this and make available for a lot of these different uh, uh, entities, um, I think is, um, uh, is a great service. You know, because the interest is always the two things that count to everybody in sports medicine, Demetra. One, can we prevent problems? Can we prevent injuries? And two, when indicated, can we enhance performance? Can we keep fun in youth sports? Can we do something about the incredible pressure, both physical and mental, on these young athletes uh, and the better the young athlete, the higher the pressure, the more aggressive uh, these uh, uh, situations uh, become. You know, one of the hottest chapters in my book is called Youth Sports and Drugs, where we talk about so many of these kids taking over the counter pain medicine, so much of our population. Uh, with the, uh, nobody has to talk about the nightmare of pain medicine in the United States. So the entities to keep people active. Keep them safe, even if they're great athletes. So we're really looking at uh, the adolescent athlete with their family, high school, college, even professional athletes uh, who are surrounded by this kind of tremendous uh, access to all of these uh, uh, different ac- uh, 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 experts, uh, Demetra. And um, I would assume that your world of... Um, corporate events management and that stuff and your you know you, you your patient first wellness platforms fits right in with these philosophies absolutely and when you talk about young adults and young athletes something that we're finding that parents are really appreciative of is when doctors open up those multiple communication channels because they're finding that maybe especially in young athletes, like I said before, they may not be great communicators to sit and talk to a doctor about how they're feeling, but they may be wonderful communicators on text messaging. So to be able to give the No, that's a big point. So the whole social media challenge, the challenge, the nightmare, the excitement of social media all rolled into one, you know, good luck to all of us with this. Um, has quadrupled the kinds of problems. Uh, the late, great sports psychologist, he shared my radio show in the 90s, Jim Vickery, sports psychologist, when he was, he was giving some pearls to sports parents. And he said, number one, don't be a critic. And he said, number two, be a good listener. And the uh, ability, you know, many times an athlete doesn't want to admit they have a concussion or they're got their bell rung because they know they'll go into a protocol. They might not be able to play for weeks. So these kinds of, or the young athlete, common, 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 who is scared to admit 
to their parents or coach, you know, my knees are killing me, Dr. Wild. You know, my ankles are hurting me. So I don't take two Advil twice a day, but I got to play. I got to show up. I'll get cut from the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, these are the kinds of things that we talk about all the time for years with quotes around the yelling, ranting, raving parent on the sidelines that we're all familiar with, which is, again, still um, a big deal. Or uh, A couple of weeks ago, I had guests on, Dimitri, we were talking about eating disorders in some of these young athletes, like in dance and or gymnastics, figure skating, for example, and those kinds of crazy uh, pressures. So having access to the ability to, like you said, quote, unquote, call somebody <laughs> uh, who can lead you in the right direction to speak. Hey, it's the sports doctor on line two, Demetra. <laughs> well, also, too, we call it changing seats on the Titanic, right? So you might get one thing right, but then you may be broken in another area. So to be able to have a unified messaging and unified communication with the mental health providers, with the doctors, with the coaches, and making sure that it's all secure so that both everybody in the case management of that athlete, both a young athlete and one who is highly accomplished, making sure that it's secure. So we really also talk about opening the lines of communication, but cybersecurity hygiene. And most of the time, people think, offices will think, well, we've got the best tools, we've got the best products, but it's really not about the tools and products as it is about practices. So many times, yes. offices will say to me, but we didn't click on a link and we still got an intrusion. I knew the time would fly by with you. Give me the website so people can find out more information about all this. Again, it's um, Synergistic, S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-S-T-I-C, with the number 6.com or Google Synergistic6.com. Thank you, Dr. Lyle, for your time. It's always a pleasure to be here. Demetra, hold on. Yeah, we'll be right back, everybody. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. Goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it can be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, what's the, what are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, 
Uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parents' perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athletes. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP parents. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP parents with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to mvpparent.com, mvpparent.com. Hey, everybody. We're back live from Chicago with the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. I want to welcome Dr. Mike Lenz. He's an internist, pediatrician, the lifestyle medicine physician, and he's the author and host of the book and podcast, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia. Dr. Mike, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to get a chance to uh, chat with you today. Yes, again, the gosh, fibromyalgia is one of the challenges of. Uh, medicine as, as long as I can remember. Uh, give us some background, uh, Dr. Mike, on yourself and your um, practice uh, leading into the fibromyalgia interest. Yeah, so I'm a pediatrician and an internal medicine doctor. That means I take care of kids and adults, and I also have always had a strong interest in lifestyle medicine, kind of the non-medication management of health problems and kind of getting into fibromyalgia, and for some people, they may not even know what fibromyalgia is, but on a simple level, it's diffuse body pain. Also, there is a lot of fatigue associated with it, and there is also a lot of brain fog, often a lot of insomnia. And this is uh, very frustrating, very difficult 
to live with. And one of the analogies I like to use, and this is where sometimes medicine fails, when there there are people who have a workup, they see often their doctor, several doctors, or primary doctor, internal medicine, pediatrics, several times for fatigue and other symptoms, and they get a bunch of blood work, often repeated, um, might be tried on antidepressants when they're not actually depressed. And finally, maybe after years, they might see a rheumatologist and finally get diagnosed, but not get the full comprehensive care because rheumatologists are more tuned into treating um, more traditional inflammatory conditions. For me, and one of the analogies I like to use is soda falls in the cracks of all the medical specialties. When somebody has a complicated medical problem, people, the primary care doctor often will send, when they don't know what to do, to a specialist, but this is a problem uh, that doesn't really have a specialty, so there's no real home. Usually, a rheumatologist makes the diagnosis. Yeah, you know, yeah fibromyalgia, the, real symptom, yeah. real symptom, uh, real symptom complex. For years, we would see foot patients in podiatry who were dealing with fibromyalgia, almost always women, who were told for years, you know, it's all in your head. You know, it's just famous for that background of an excuse. This overall, again, muscle aches, this hurts, that hurts, the other thing hurts. And often, again, foot mechanics affects everything else and would just aggravate uh, sometimes all of these different body aches, uh, et cetera. As a, um, as a pediatrician, it's an interesting combination, um, internal medicine and pediatricians. I haven't met many of those combos. <laughs> yeah, I, most of us who go into that in myself are people who wanted to take care of kids and adults and knew we weren't going to want to be uh, an obstetrician. So we decide either family practice, we have more options. If some people want to specialize in the cardiology, for example, or gastroenterology, they will do that. I decided I didn't want to get any more specialized because and it turns out for something like fibromyalgia, um, this is great because I am kind of a nerd. I love learning things, always trying to learn new things and be up to date. And People who tend to do both just like to get board certified, you know, do six years of training and combine it into four years. There's a lot of overlap, you know, asthma in children and adults is very similar. Getting back to the fibromyalgia is that this is a problem that usually starts in some way into childhood. You mentioned often women with this. That's what we used to think. The ratio probably is closer to 60% are women, 40% are men. Men um, tend to hey, have we, not as we've caught up. points, but... <laughs> Yeah, we, we've caught up, Dr. And, Mike. Yeah, we're, we're underestimating. And so I think I'm that's not surprised. And with, with being a sports show with a lot of former athletes um, actually have this. Um, and when their extreme high levels of exercise die down, that was partially medicating their unknown or uh, unmasked uh, or masked uh, uh, fibromyalgia predisposition. And when they just can't keep up, the high levels of training, you know, three, four hours of intense training. You know what's interesting, Mike, the, um, the, the uh, advent of mind-body-related medicine. I've had holistic medicine on a sports doctor for four decades, give or take a few weeks. I think i got to check it out. Uh, you know, and the acceptance of um, the holistic side of things, like you said, lifestyle, the non-drug-related treatments, uh, the thing, everything from acupuncture to massage to uh, relaxation to all of these areas uh, that really uh, have made a difference in dealing with some of these chronic conditions, 
when, let's face it, medicines have, you know, have uh, fallen way short in, in uh, so many of these instances. You know, regard or another, you were talking about the blending of uh, uh, various holistic approaches uh, uh, involving, uh, you know, non-medicine-related approaches to fibromyalgia, other kinds of chronic conditions that are much more accepted today, but it's still a big challenge in many instances with so-called general medicine, isn't it? Well, and, and I think for fibromyalgia is a, one where there's a combination approach. There's not just medicines can be helpful, but I use the analogy in baseball is that to get to home plate, usually any intervention we do is like getting a single. Rarely, there's occasional doubles, but rarely are there triples and home runs. So there is multiple uh, treatments that are used in concert. So when I look at lifestyle is starting with activity and diet playing a huge role in combination with just education, understanding how the brain is interpreting signals in a much more um, hypersensitive way. The alarm system is saying, hey, there's something damaging your body when there isn't necessarily something mechanically damaging, but it feels in the brain. Just like somebody having a migraine who light and sound is extremely sensitive to them, where another person not affected, where that same amount of noise and light isn't bothersome at all. So I try to blend the both, both of both the appropriate medications and recognition of uh, medical uh, problems that often coexist, as well as incorporating the best of lifestyle management. And a lot of this is having a background, as I know you have been in sports, um, and I'm playing in sports, trying to be a, a coach, trying to be a positive coach, trying to encourage and help people get through this, but with education. This is a highly frustrating problem. Oh, yeah, you're in, the middle of, uh, you're in the middle of one of the conditions that, you know, most people couldn't give you a definition to this day. Uh, that's why I was really excited to hear about somebody who's specializing in it per se because of its multifaceted uh, aspects and its uh, difficult, uh, you know, these chronic kinds of conditions. You really, really need to be a good uh, sports psychologist, don't you, with families and others who are dealing with yeah. these kinds of things. Uh, and and yeah. you're an educator. Yeah, it's trying to be encouraging. I, I think one of the things that I, I find so enjoyable about this, and I, I didn't go to med school. I didn't even understand. When I went to med school, I didn't even understand that this word existed. I didn't know anything about it, but it turned out to be one of the more satisfying things. That when somebody comes in for a strep throat, they... <laughs> aren't that satisfied, you know, when their strep throat gets treated or urinary tract infection gets treated with an antibiotic. That's relatively simple. Nobody says I've been to 10 doctors over the last five years and you're the first one to diagnose and treat my urinary tract infection or, in your case, an ingrown toenail. Nobody's had this. I've been to all these doctors. It, those are pretty easy. But these are complex and complicated, but also when you can help somebody um reduce and even in cases reverse their symptoms to normal it's just one of the most yes. um rewarding things mm -hmm. and i think uh, appreciating uh, being appreciated by well i'll tell you here's, so here's my pearl for the day from the sports doctor for you my friend dealing between adults and kids and uh, with the sports related and activity related if it's posturally chronic it's foot related whether it's back or knees or hips when it's chronic or persistent is a foot component. And uh, that's my pearl for the day from uh, the sports doctor, for uh, Dr. Mike uh, uh, Lenz. 
tell us about your podcast and your book. Yeah, so probably about four years ago, I thought I should probably write um, a book. I, I had originally just a two-page handout, a brief kind of brochure-style thing on fibro, and then I didn't think that was enough. Then I did about 20 pages, and that still wasn't enough, and I thought maybe I should write a book that's putting yourself out there, like, oh, putting that out. And I started it, and then COVID hit, and I'm like, well, I don't think I can only watch so many highlights of the Aaron Rodgers throwing touchdown passes and and all of this. So I said I probably should start really getting down because when it's over, I want to enjoy the outside. So I started that, put the book together, and uh, that got published just over a year ago in January of 2021. And then I had a brother who did a podcast for his work, and I love listening to podcasts, and I thought, Maybe I should do a podcast because you can't cover everything in the book. And some people and a lot of people with fibromyalgia prefer learning uh, auditory, preferred over uh, reading a book. So it was an opportunity, and it's really enjoyable. You kind of think, well, I have enough content, and now I think I've had about 35 uh, episodes published so far once a week, and really enjoy it. It's uh, connecting. I just had uh, gotten an email from somebody from um, southern Indiana who's really – enjoyed the podcast, enjoyed the book, and said, well, thanks so much, because she just is frustrated trying to find a doctor who actually what's wants to What's the site? What's the oh, site yeah, people so, can find so out about If you want to look at the uh, the podcast is just Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, and the website is conqueringyourfibromyalgia.com. The book is available on Amazon uh, if you search Conquering Your Fibromyalgia. Uh, the subtitle is Real Answers and Real Solutions for Real Pain. I wanted to give evidence-based approach, um, not selling any supplement surprise at the end of the book for twenty nine ninety nine. It's just trying to give good evidence-based information as far as a, and a comprehensive approach and giving the science background. It's, is, it, it's, is this it, one minute for the first segment, Doug? I'm sorry, we're just jumping in live here, right? It's the end of the first segment. Okay. All right. You want me to still talk? Uh, oh, it is. Okay, good. Then we'll be back with them. Yeah, Michael, hold on, everybody. It's a Sports Doctor Live Radio here. We'll be right back, Dr. Mike Lenz. Okay. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website globalschoolwear.com globalschoolwear.com If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois and you're into sports, fitness at any level or your son or daughter is you cannot forget about your feet your feet affect everywhere else there are complex motions that come into play especially in sports your ankles, knees, hips and back all are affected with your foot mechanics uh, come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. 
also enhancing performance. Step or two quicker, call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hey, everybody, we are back live from Chicago with the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. We're talking with internist, pediatrician, uh, lifestyle medicine physician, Dr. Mike Lenz. We were just uh, getting into, we got interrupted, a little bit of breaking up. Wanted to ask you about, you know, as a pediatrician, we spend so much attention here on the Sports Doctor, Dr. Mike, to the uh, epidemic of youth sports overuse injuries the incredible physical and mental pressures without a pandemic, uh, but with all of these tremendous pressures on these kids, uh, with just too much, too aggressive, too much pressure. And I wanted to get some of your perspective on what you try to pay attention to when you're dealing with some of these young athletes. And we're not talking superstars, but we're talking kids who are playing sports. They might be playing it seriously. Yeah, so there's kind of two levels to this. One, our kids that where the growth plates haven't fused. And when and there's a lot more need to cross-train, as you know, uh, getting the growth plates in the feet. I'm sure you see the kids that are doing a lot of running and jumping, and they just haven't finished puberty yet. The growth plates have not fused yet, and that puts a lot more stress. And kind the number of one, number one reason, Number one reason for heel pain in children is that apophysitis of that growth center, bingo, Dr. Mike, you're right on the money. Yeah, yeah, and and they, as you know, the growth plates in the feet are the ones that uh, grow first, uh, the hands and the feet and then the lower legs and the upper legs, so all those different growth spots before they fuse, and it's just listening. I know when my son was uh, still in middle school and, and not even gone through puberty, I was just having to say to the coach, hey, his leg hurts, he can't run the sprints at the end, especially when you were doing your school team plus the um, travel select team is really having to listen to your body I remember when I was in high school, I had um, I was blessed to be able to play both plays in offense and defense, which is also a curse because I never got off the field and I ended up getting a stress fracture, which is then more that post-puberty overuse injuries. And then I got a metatarsal stress fracture. I'm sure you've seen a lot of those. And I had this where I could kind of push through it during football, but I didn't want to go out of the game because I could go 90%. And I was afraid that if I took myself out, you might never get that starting position again. By the time basketball season and we were trying to run spritz during t- tryouts, I just I just couldn't. And unfortunately, I had to sit out for six weeks. And I remember there was a sign in high school that said, no pain, no gain when we go out from the locker room. And I wanted to always put an asterisk when I got older and became a doctor was, pain may imply you have an overuse injury. You should strongly consider uh, tapering down on your training or resting or cross-training. Yeah. Yes, there's a famous expression that I have. It's two words. It's called intelligent rest whether it's the coach listening to it or the athlete themselves, you know, stress fracture is just the bones telling you, hey, man, too much. You try to push through it, you'll break it even more or more aggressively. Or you'll never get rid of the, of the symptoms. But you mentioned, again, one of the biggest challenges we have in youth sports, whether it, again, is that young athlete themselves. It's a chapter in my book, Youth Sports and Drugs. You were probably taking your two adult two, three times a day to put up with your foot pain. 
because you wanted yeah. to play and you didn't want to be cut, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, one of the reasons we pay such big attention in youth sports to screening, is this kid flat-footed? Is he bow-legged? Is he knock-kneed? How's his strength in his feet and ankle? It's a weak link. And many times we see, uh, you know, that, again, that we don't pay uh, enough attention. Of course, as a sports podiatrist, I'm prejudiced in, uh, in that regard. But as a pediatrician, you know, again, it's another chapter of my book. I call it the two essential exercises, Mike, for kids, regardless of their level or sport. One, strengthen your feet and ankles. I don't care what you're playing. Rubber bands are a great way to do it. And two is strengthen and work on balance. Strengthen and work on balance. And again, when we try to strengthen these areas and pay attention um, to not trying to push through discomfort, I think is such a, a big point. But again, when you're dealing with the families and the parents of some of these kids, and you're remembering back in the old days, that's why I got to ask you how your sports psychology skills are, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think those are those balances, and I think for many people, they're like I say, connecting with fibromyalgia. A lot of people um, realize that that is therapy to exercise and to be very active and pushing through. And sometimes that is trying to find the balance. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, as you get farther into that post-puberty into competition, is that when somebody blows out their ACL is often when now they can't exercise their whole life. They've been using that in a healthy way, but now you get an injury and it's pretty traumatic and it can um, really cause a lot of things to spiral where they don't have a great coping strategy or their whole world was into, you know, playing basketball and now their recovery can be nine months out and it can be very devastating emotionally because that often is one of the best coping skills, healthiest coping skills for a fibro preventing that is to exercise. But when you take that away, um, that's where sometimes people will make other bad choices. Uh, as, there's many bad, other bad coping strategies from alcohol, marijuana, other drug use that is, is not a good way to cope. But um, in this day and age, the way of exercise. Yeah, and in this day and age, Mike, can can we put our finger on and uh, come up with a, a positive diagnosis of fibromyalgia, or is it oh, still yeah. a suspicion? Oh yeah, fibromyalgia is. I, I would say the fibromyalgia diagnosis is very solid. There's the um, the world widespread pain index and the symptom severity score. This is a common thing. I would say it's like diagnosing a migraine headache. Migraine headaches are severe pain. And, well, you got to make sure it's not a tumor, a brain tumor, but with a careful physical exam and if in selected cases imaging to rule out the, those brain tumors is the same way it's, we apply that to fibromyalgia with a careful physical exam and a history and then selected uh, blood work if necessary. You can st- strongly make the diagnosis. The unfortunate thing is most doctors haven't had much training on this, and that puts people in the lurch, and sometimes there's a what's huge the obesity factor? Um, uh, what you know, obesity makes everything worse. Whether it's in childhood, you, we t- I've talked about childhood obesity for 25 years on the on the sports doctor. It's still such a major, major challenge. But uh, obesity probably a major factor in aggravating everything in fibromyalgia. I would think. And there's there's so much back and forth because many people will use food to compensate for the stress. And that may temporarily help the pain, just like a cigarette may help somebody's stress, but it's not a good long-term solution. That's where I talk about the healthy role of eating more of a healthy whole food plant-based diet has on reducing pain, improving mood in so many different ways.
So, um, but all of these interact because you're right, weight loss has been shown to cause reduction in pain symptoms as well. And there's some studies showing eating a whole food plant-based diet has cut the symptoms of fibromyalgia. Oh, and yeah, nutrition, as well. right, the, the challenge, challenge of nutrition. Again, multi-symptom complex, talking with the author, podcaster, uh, lifestyle pediatrician, uh, internist, Dr. Mike Lenz, the world of fibromyalgia. Uh, Mike, give me again quickly the, uh, uh, the site where people could find out more about the book and the podcast. Yeah, so you can go to conqueringyourfibromyalgia.com. You can look up the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, on available on Amazon, and you can um, find the podcast through most of the common podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts. You should be able to just search uh, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, and you should be able to find that. And again, thank you Great. so much for having me get the message out Hold there. Hold on, Mike. Great. We'll be right back, everybody, with the Sports Doctors in... Hey everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP parents. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP parents with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to mvpparent.com, mvpparent.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world, of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. We are back with the Sports Doctors In segment where we preview some upcoming shows, add a little Bob Guider wisdom, answer a few emails. 
we've got some great shows coming up. Um, sports uh, journalist, uh, multiple book author Peter Golenbach, with his new book "Whispers of the Gods," some of the baseball greats of the '50s and '60s, uh, a lot of their stories. Uh, he's going to be joining us, and uh, Jessica Crowley is a gal who's uh, trained the first responders in so many different areas, firefighters, police, had a career as a, a policewoman uh, herself. Uh, we'll, we'll be returning the following week. In a while, Mike Riggs, famed sports psychologist, uh, will be uh, joining me. And I'm hoping that my co-author of the book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, Sharky Zartman, Hall of Fame volleyball player and um, uh, talk show host, multiple author. I'm hoping that um, she will make it. Uh, you know, Bob Guida made a piece of equipment. He made many pieces of equipment famous. Uh, and uh, one of the most famous was the oscillating balance beam. Uh, looking like a balance beam you see in gymnastics, but not squared off. Uh, with those squared edges. It had rounded edges, so it was rollable. And it was used to enhance balance training in so many different athletes, so many different sports, so many different rehab individuals looking to enhance strengthening, like we would talk about, create instability, Therefore, strengthen all the stabilizer systems that hold our bodies in place, keep us stable, enhance our balance, our vestibular senses. I remember that uh, sometimes, Bob, whether it was a member of the Bears, the Blackhawks, the Bulls, the tennis world, McEnroe, whatever, Jimmy Connors, uh, might see uh, the Olympic volleyball team athletes, you know, walking along, balancing on that team. Sometimes they were holding a dumbbell in each hand. Sometimes they might be uh, throwing and catching a ball while they were moving. Sometimes they might actually be wearing a football helmet with weights on the top to challenge, again, that stability. And uh, it's interesting, when I had Dave Buchanan, one of Bob's disciples, on a few weeks ago on the sports doctor, and he talked about his facility uh, here in Illinois and the fact that he had one of those original one of those original uh, beams. So great, great piece of equipment, part of that instability training, mini trampolines, tilt boards, oscillating balance beams, other kinds of uh, rubber cushions to create instability. A few emails says, uh, Tom, you know, what about overuse in kids? Yeah, Tom. Yeah, what about it? Uh, kids sports has a lot of overuse. Um, as part of the concern and challenge that we talk about all the time, whether it's to overscheduling, whether it's um, uh, trying to push through uh, discomfort because of pressure sometimes on these kids and or parents and or coaches. And the education uh, continues trying to get more and more information uh, that helps everybody in uh, trying to stay out of trouble trying to understand that rest and recovery is a major, major factor, trying to understand that playing multiple sports is really, really a key using different parts of the body. Yes, there's a chapter in my book 
uh, called the Prodigy Sports. Again, one of them is my specialty, figure skating. This is all the kid wants to do at 10, 11, 12 years old. Does not want to play other sports. And this is the challenge of working with these kids uh, uh, and the fact that they're doing so much. Think of that tennis player swinging a racket a thousand times a week, trying to learn how to strengthen the areas that uh, stabilize or, or, or slow her down. Uh, so uh, the uh, overuse factor is real. And one of my recommendations, for regardless of who the parent or coach is, to be a good listener, talk to the kids, whether they're the kids on your team or whether they're your kids, and understand um, what their experience is like, including physically and or mentally pressures. Sheila says, my 13-year-old daughter uh, was a serious tennis player. She tore her ACL a year and a half ago. She's doing well. You talk about orthotics and girls. with Yeah, I sure do, Sheila. Uh, I absolutely would recommend it highly. There's no downside if it's done properly. The fact that girls with their, especially she's 13, she's going through puberty, wider hips, there's more of a cue angle to the knee. We see more stress and torque on the knees uh, that are related many times to, to foot mechanics. And uh, uh, so I would absolutely highly recommend that you see a competent sports podiatrist that could add that kind of um, input, including what type of shoe she's in, and what type of rehab that she's done, but absolutely include. I, I can count on one hand over the years, and I've seen some of the top girls in so many sports, uh, how many ACL injuries I've seen that were non-traumatic or collision-related, you know, where the kid would change direction or the kid would come down from a jump, or the kid would be pushing off, and the knee would tear rarely when they had orthotics besides everything else they were doing. So I would look at that big time. Steve says, I'm a 45 years old. I love jogging. Uh, is less better with shoes? You know, Steve, it depends. You got to be um, subjective. Um, if you're a runner who's never had problems with their feet or legs or knees, low back, and you wanted to experiment with lighter shoes, less structured shoes, I wouldn't fight with you. If, however, we see that you've had your share of problems, as a rule, um, uh, this is uh, more of a problem uh, than a solution. And that in general, I have found runners who seem to have more problems when they try to get, you know, everything from barefoot to minimum, minimum control shoes, hardly any support, that whole idea that being more natural, the natural role of the foot. And there is some merit to a lot of that, which is why we really, really recommend strengthening the foot and ankle if you're a runner, regardless of the shoes that you're in. But as a rule, be subjective. If you've had a history of problems, I'd be very leery of looking to go lighter. If you've had success in the past, whatever it is, I would stick with it. It's hard not to get crazy. Every year, the shoe companies change. Every year, there's new... Uh, particular brands. So, you know, good luck to you. It's like choosing the car. You know, we're changing all the time. But stick with what works. And in general, I wouldn't be looking at less is better. I think you're better off with a good structural protection shock absorption shoe. It is the sports doctor. We catch you next week. Uh, have a little fun with March Madness. We'll see you.